0: To babes of Quinty. I'm Katie and that's Kay. We are your underqualified babes chatting with qualified people to learn more about the baddest and brightest people and events in the Quinty area. But first, let's catch up. It's almost the end of the month, which is crazy. And it's officially fall. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay.
1: I know. It's fall. I'm very happy. Yeah, I'm happy. People talk about like seasonal depression in the winter, and I'm I was seasonally depressed all summer.
0: I think I'm just always seasonally depressed.
1: Yeah. No season bad. is great for me. Yeah. So my doctor told me I had uh, a ma- what is it, a major depressive episode. Those are fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that was n- not fun. No. No. <laughs> are you out of it? Yes. That's good. Yeah. But I think it was because it was just so freaking hot. It was so hot. I, I
0: can like, I'm at the point now in my mental health where I know when I'm going through a ma- major depressive episode. It's really weird being able to know you're in it. Mm-hmm. And I'll say to my therapist, I'm like, I'm in a major depressive episode.
1: It's fine though. <laughs> Fine. it's fine I'll be fine I'll find yeah. happiness eventually. I, I went to go talk to them because like we had adjusted my meds and um the place I go, like my doctor's office is also like a queen's educational thing so they have like the residents oh and, that's like, the cool. interns or whatever yeah so I saw an intern last time and he was super hot and nice and I'm sitting there talking I was like yeah I'm just really sad <laughs> you're so hot but I'm so sad <laughs> he was like Oh, okay. Like, let's talk. You know, he's like super nice. Yeah, it was totally fine. But it's still really weird to me when I talk to doctors who are probably younger than me. Yeah, and they are attractive. Yeah, yeah.
0: So my friend's a doc. Well, she's in a residency, and she's pretty hot.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like knowing that they have so much knowledge. They're so. And I'm just kind of like that. Just makes you like infinitely hotter. Yeah, Yeah. but it's not just doctors. It's anyone who has any intelligent
0: human. I'm like
1: specific. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't go by that. Oh, hell no. I was like, okay, are you tattooed? Do you have a beard and a beer belly like that is (laughs) daddy? Yeah. Seriously, like dad bods, (laughs) sign me up. Yeah, but I mean, I'm still with the dad bods and the tattoos and the beards. And but like, I mean, that's not usually what I go for now because they break my heart. Fluffy man. Like when a, I look, I, I like a little fluff
0: like a little cushion. Yeah. <sighs> How's your we week dove been? right into it. This week it's Tuesday. Um uh, it's been chill. I'm boring still. Embroidering.
1: Um, you are certainly not boring. <laughs> yeah,
0: but that's just like too much. Like I don't know, I'm in this constant state of anxiety, which is fun. Um but I do have an apartment, I guess. I don't know. Like that's exciting, though. It is exciting. It's also like nerve-wracking because it's like don't you
1: move it? Like you move in
0: November. November. That's. It's kind of weird because it's like the. I feel like a chapter is officially closing, which also just is like a lot. It
1: is, but like it's like a fresh start. It's a fresh start, yeah, new and wonderful, and just a new. Th- it is
0: weird having spare time now. Yeah, because pretty much before I was farming. I was doing, like, the the marketing and sales of the farm, and then I was working here. So I was working, like, three jobs.
1: And now you're, like—
0: And now I have, like, spare time to do things, and I'm not good at that.
1: (laughs) It's like you need to stay busy.
0: Yeah, and I right now I know I'm disassociating. So like I have been watching a lot of TV because I'm in like I just need to like disassociate, which
1: probably isn't healthy, but like my therapist says it's fine. If it's what you need at the time, yeah. it's what you need at the time.
0: Yeah, but I'm still like working out and stuff. So I guess that's good. So you're going for your hot girl dog walks. Hot girl dog walks. I wanna see our our like listeners hot hot person dog walks. If you're a d- I'm into or it. or any hot, hot person walk, let's see it. Let's start right. a club. Sorry. That's okay. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm like
1: the mental health walks. Yeah,
0: let's support each other on these mental health walks. Hold each other somewhat accountable, but also if you miss it, no big deal. I don't care if you it miss happens. it. It happens. We can't be happy
1: 100% of the time. You know what? I need to start doing hot girl walks. Maybe I'll start doing that at lunchtime. Yeah, I'll do them with you. But I don't have to go home and walk my dogs. Can I well, walk my dog? I'll come with with, walk your dogs with you. They're Actually,
0: one of them is terrifying. Um, we're <laughs> working on it. It's fine. Baby steps. Baby steps. Well, I did find out that my one dog, Daisy, if you do see my post, she's the black and white one. Um, she, I sent her up to Loyalist. I don't know if I said this last week. I'll have to listen. I but, don't think so. Um, when you walk in, there's like a four foot wall. Oh, yes. And she clears the wall. Like whenever <laughs> someone comes in, she clears the wall. Is this the three-footed dog? No, this is my four-legged. She's she kind of a thick lady, but she's, she's, and I don't know how she's doing it. And neither does the woman who like runs it, Tammy. She's like, I don't know how she's doing it. Um, I don't know. I was like, yeah, she's, she's an athlete. She's a natural born athlete. Clearly. My three-legged dog, psychopath. Don't trust him. People are like, he's so cute. Is he all bark and no bite? I'm like, no, he will bite you. Do not come near him. Do not touch him. Thank you. <laughs> So baby steps. Baby steps working on it.
1: What's going on in your life? As you may know, I started crocheting as a scary demon doll. So (laughs) I found a go on Etsy and I'm like, oh, this is such a cute pattern. And it's like this cute little floppy bunny. So me, because I crochet sometimes when I am a little bit under the influence of drug the the weed. The weed. crocheted too many rows yeah oh that's why its head's So so big the head is very large it's supposed to be round the head it's is not round. <laughs> it literally looks like an alien baby.
0: She's gonna post. We're gonna post on Instagram what it's supposed to look like and what it actually looks like. No, because
1: you're gonna be like, it's what the terrifying.
0: Hell? It's so scary. And the eyes, I put the eyes way too low. It's
1: something. And my sister's. do you know like-
0: what? I think it needs to come into the office. Like it needs to be like our mascot.
1: So I last night, I I made it a little bit better. Okay. So I somewhat fixed the head. I just like stitched that head down? part in. So it's rounder now. So it, le- it looks less Is that alien. Like a divot in its head now. No, I just I, I oh, bunched it together, so it all kind of like, yeah. Okay, if it makes sense. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I did that, and it looks less creepy. Thank goodness. It's still a it's little something creepy. of my nightmares. It's still a little creepy. My sister's just kind of like no. But
0: it's like, have you seen those those posts of those little girls who love like dead dolls? Yeah, yeah. that would be me as a child. I, yeah. I feel like I'd I a have a dog. friend whose kids
1: are like all about that. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? Knowing her as a parent, I'm just kind of like it completely checks sense. out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's terrifying.
0: I love it for them, though. Yeah. No, it's you great. You do you, boo. Um, our guest this week, somewhat of a celebrity. Local celebrity. Local celeb status. He's been tickling your eardrums for over 20 years. I love saying it. It's so funny. Tickling. Um, But yeah, no, he's pretty great. He's pretty great. I feel like I got to know him so much more just talking to him for an hour. Yes. I actually didn't make up an intro for him because we thought we were interviewing him on Tuesday, but it was
1: Monday. We did Monday. Our lives are a mess. Okay. Everyone. Well, I mean, this was a total miscommunication because I told him Tuesday. Yeah, but he couldn't he's like, do I'm Tuesday. I'm going camping or I'm driving my wife to camping. Yeah. You'll hear it in the episode. And he's on vacay this week.
0: But ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, please welcome Mark Philbin from 95.5 Hits FM's morning show, Mark and Charity, and the Mark and Charity Coffee Podcast.
2: Are we like recording now? This yeah, is we're like doing well. I've been legit?
0: recording. I always just started and then we no, chat. hey, that's
2: fine. That's yeah. legit. I mean, Charity, now we get so professional.
1: I like what your intros. There?
2: Yeah, funny. I don't know. Charity just rolls her eyes a lot. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome to your podcast.
0: <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you. Um, this one was actually planned. Where Al, we just were like, "You are doing our podcast,"
1: but also it, it, it's not planned because we, we're going to do tomorrow.
0: Yeah, where are you going tomorrow?
2: Where are we going tomorrow? That's a good question. I uh, I'm not going anywhere tomorrow. Uh oh, oh, me personally, I my wife is going camping. Oh. So I'm going to take her up up north camping with the woollies and the flannels. Then I'm going to join her for a week next week. Look up at in you. like just nowhere. Yeah, it's great. Uh, it's lovely. probably going to snow where we are. Where, we, where we're we going last week was minus one at one love point it. in the morning. How
0: far north are you going? Where are you Not going?
2: that north, just up around Algonquin, little and it's place that outside Maynooth. Yeah. It was. It got really cold. Overnight lows are going to be about five degrees next love week. It. I love it. It's my favorite. That that's
0: nice. The humidity and mugginess is kind of,
1: I've had enough right. of it. My Northern Ontario is just like
2: so happy right now. We, I've lived here 25 years. One of the reasons why we did it, one of the draws was because we were so close to that. Cause we used to camp up there all the time and driving through Toronto was. So uh, where are you we just, from? I just, well, we lived, I, uh, where am I from? That's
3: a good question.
2: <laughs> where are we all from? I was born in Windsor and then I moved to London for high school, college and university. And then Kath got a job in Brantford when we were together. So we got married in Brantford. And then we moved to Stratford when I got the morning show there for 10 years and then up here. So everything was always in Southern Ontario where our family's from. So moving the other side of Toronto was literally a decision. To Stratford to Brantford to Windsor to London, that's fine. You're All always the same, same. Yeah. Because three hours is three hours. Yeah. As soon as you go through Toronto, it's like three hours could be seven. Yeah. If you're not careful. So that was the decision. But we knew that once we got up here, then you're an Algonquin in two and a half hours. And yeah. You know, then we get to live here where you can canoe on the bay. Like we have everything right here. So radio is always a five year stop when I was 35. So we'll do that for five years and then we'll. And now, twenty-five years later, I was going to say, "How here. long
0: have you been here?" Yeah,
2: yeah. So I've I've signed up for five five-year terms. That's <laughs> how I've done. It. I just keep keep re-upping the contract
0: And your, I feel like you're Belleville royalty at this yeah, point. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think don't so. I think so.
2: Yeah.
0: Because Some. I was thinking when we were we were talking about having you on, I was remembering when I was younger, and you would do. The funniest things, like fundraisers, because I remember you sleeping on the roof of the old station mm-hmm. for Habitat <laughs> for Humanity.
2: No, we talked about that this morning because it was for the Quinny Humane Society. Oh. So that's what we were raising money for. And I think we raised about $20,000 that, oh, that slept week. on yeah. the
3: roof
0: of the old radio station down Yeah, so people
2: over. would go by and they would, they would donate. And uh, so I did that for a week. And at that time, the money was used for renovations, much needed renovations and planning. And then there was this talk that maybe that could be seed money for, oh, could you imagine a brand new location? Which took twenty years, and today is the grand opening of the Man Society's new location. That's so, so cool. yeah, so that that was a lot of fun to do that too. Yeah, it's kind of like know, the perfect day
0: to bring it up because you talked. To yeah, because
2: it just happened, and it was like twenty years ago. I didn't know what the twenty thousand would do. I was happy to do it. I know they needed it. Then you hear about you know, just it was an awful, awful place for animals. It was you know not nearly big enough or clean enough. Or, and now it's it's, it's what it should be. It'll probably look opulent compared to where they were, but yeah. it's what it should be anyway.
1: It's gorgeous. So I'm excited they, they to see the some inside photos of it. Of like the cat rooms and it's like these like floor to ceiling, like windows and the mm-hmm. doors. I'm like, that is so cute. It's like when you see a movie of like, you know, what, an animal shelter, it's like, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's like beautiful.
2: Task force engineering built it and it was their idea to create large window sills because cats love to live on yeah. windowsills. So in the cat area, they have larger windows. Like they, they tailored everything. I love specifically. it. That's so
1: freaking cute. Yeah. Is it like one check- side for the
0: dogs and one side for the cats? Could be. Something? I'm not, yeah. I'm not
2: sure. I hope the dogs are at the back. Cause if they're at the front, I'm going to be late every morning for work. <laughs> oh darn. They open at noon and they were checking to make sure everything worked. So they went over their security cameras and they, as they were just making sure everything recorded, they picked up something two hours early when a delivery truck had come by at like nine in the morning. And dropped something off and then went around and tapped on the glass and waved at the cats. You know, like <laughs> everybody who dropped something off is going to want to stop and talk to the cats. I know. Because now they can. I so feel it's like so it's too, so close Just over here to, in Walbridge Loyalists, everybody stop by. They're going to have a it's big, bigger It's too close opening. to our
1: office and we're full of animal lovers. Yeah. yeah and
2: yeah.
1: yeah, me and yeah. Emily, once they posted about having puppies and we're like, let's take a mental health lunch and go and play with the puppies. So we did. And it was wonderful. Yeah. so I can't. I'll adopt another dog and I'm not allowed. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. My family's trying to convince me to adopt a dog. I'm the one that's saying no right now. I think you should foster a dog. Well, I have two cats, two children, and a sister. (laughs) sister.
0: (laughs) I'm good. Now, Mark, you are, would you say you're an animal lover? Oh, very much But you have no pets. I
2: have no pets.
0: How have you pulled that off?
2: The, the short answer is uh my wife has allergies okay but now you know there are so many you know doodles right there's so many other kind you of can animals you get a hairless
0: cat
2: Well, we're not into cats that's okay. because hairless dog Because um <laughs> you know dogs have owners cats have staff Yeah. you know and i'm not <laughs> i am so. in, not interested in being a cat staff uh although i love them i love i love cats um uh, but uh, I am at that point in my life where I know that if we get a dog, that's the full time commitment. And uh, I think I kind of like my freedom to be able to kind of. So I walk my neighborhood and I know every other dog. And I know all the dogs in the neighborhood by, by name them. and they know me. I know they know me because they will bark and I will look and I'll put my hand up and wave and keep walking and they stop barking. Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to say, do you keep treats in your pockets?
2: No, but there is uh, a driveway on Catalina that has this great table that says, take a treat for your dog. And they've got oh, water there because it's so hot in the summer. Uh-huh. And uh, every once in a while, I'll grab one or two in my pocket if I've seen dogs out walking. And I know I'm going to pass them again. Yeah. Because I can tell on the circle. And then uh, I'll give them one.
0: Mental note but of But I
2: met Rocco, who's a puppy, a four-month-old puppy for the first time. Last week when I was walking, then the next day I saw him in the park. So is that he came highlight? running over. There's Rocco again. <laughs> Love so him. I, Rocco, Rocco came running over. So you and don't then,
0: need a dog because you have these neighbors. Then itself.
2: there's Willie. That's this little dog. And he <laughs> ran up the driveway to meet me. And the woman said, he's never done this before. I said, will you come right up here? And then the next day or two days later, I saw him again and he peed on my foot. <gasps> and that is an honor. That
0: is that's an honor. Say, that
3: is like, an I'm absolute pretty sure that means
0: they honor. love you. Yeah. Yes. claiming so like, yeah.
2: Willie. Absolutely. So Willie and Rocco are new dogs in the last that I just add to all of them. So those are my dogs. I can just go out and see all my dogs and pet them and <laughs> love them. No I'm, I'm them sure them. at some point, you know, my wife and I will relent, but as we're getting to that time where it's like, when I hang this up and we want to go to Florida for the winter. Now what? You know, I want to go away you. for a drive, couple of weeks. Now, now what? Yeah, I don't know. I'll be it. Yeah. I'm babys- dog
0: sitting it. my parents' dogs right now. Yeah. So it's four dog well, it's my two dogs and then their two dogs. And it's a lot of dogs for one person.
1: <laughs> do you have the cat too?
0: No, because my dogs will eat the cat.
2: Okay.
1: So where's the cat?
0: The cat is at my sister-in-law's sister's house. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, uh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I understand. Now I'm like, oh, I can't just go away for the weekend because I have four dogs.
2: Right. Yeah. And no, we like to just pick them, kind of pick up and go. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love dogs. Is no, camping sure. your favorite activity? It is, still. To this day, I'm um, getting outdoors. I really, really like it. I'm of that generation when people say oh, you need to be unplugged. Well, I was unplugged my whole life. You know, this being plugged in is is, is new. new. It's like somebody once said to me, "Are you woke?" It's like, am I woke? I've been awake forever. Like, you know, this this whole new phenomenon. We've always been like this. What's this? There's nothing new. I mean, I've been around so long. There's nothing new. It's just back to the way it was. What are you talking about? <laughs> there's a whole newness. I am
0: unplugged. No.
2: Well, what are you talking oh, about? My been awake Goodness. forever. I've always known what's going on. Um, so yeah, we we are uh, very simple living frugal outdoor people and always have been and probably always will be and we'll just go hang out on this little campsite near some water and have a campfire for a week and that is just amazing. Oh sure I'll check football scores but that's about <laughs> it. I was
1: gonna say I'm like football football check my I fantasy am not a football. Foo- I don't I don't mm-hmm. know what how football oh I just I lost my thing this week on fantasy. Like
0: you lost fantasy football already?
1: Well, no, like just like this week's of this oh, week's game.
0: I was week, like, "Are you yeah. out after week no. one?"
1: Okay, no, we're still in the regular season, but yeah, no, I lost this week. Yeah, I, I lost last understand. week too, so I'm on a great zero
2: two streak. My wife asked me when we were. My daughter and I and my wife are all in a pool. She's in tough this week. She needs some help with the Buffalo game tonight. I'm all looked after. I'm good this week after losing last week. But who devised fantasy football? And that's such a great question. That is a great when question. Somebody that said, you know what, what if, what if we could have teams where you had your own quarterback and you draft?" because millions tens of millions of people do fantasy football. Oh
0: yeah.
1: It's
2: Can fantasy. you explain it's, the
0: process to me as you two are both fantasy football people? Quickly, like what?
2: what it is, is you go through a draft of 15 players. Most of them are 15 and you start nine. You start one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end to flex the defense and kicker. Is at eight. Um, and then they get so many points based on their performance. Oh. And you go through drafting because the first person overall might take Jonathan Taylor, that running back. And then you say Christian McCaffrey and, you, and they sort of rank them and you get now this is my team. So if you pick a quarterback that stinks it out, like if you if you had Lamar Jackson or Tua yesterday, Lamar Jackson got me 48 points <laughs> as my quarterback and I lost what? and I lost. Because the guy a I took on had both Miami wide receivers oh, who both got in the forties, and I have Justin, Justin Jefferson tonight who will go off for forty, but I'm I'm eighty points back. Yeah. So that's how it works. So you you make one bad pick. I was on the road and didn't know that Julio Jones was inactive. Oh boy, inactive spot. No no points for him. So uh, so you just run through that, and then you you go over fourteen weeks, and but then is the your top is your
0: team your team the whole time. Yeah, you can, you make can trade. Trades.
2: Or you go on the um, waiver wire if a guy gets injured and pick up somebody else available. That's
1: a wild. I feel like you're speaking another language to me. Yeah, yeah and then it. like each team has bye weeks, so like mm-hmm. there's weeks that they're off. So if you don't draft your team properly, like you'll have a week where you have like you know you're missing players and you have to like pick up and trade and it's yeah, like there's like a strategy to
2: it. I take the loss. You? Yeah, i just take the loss. Take the Unless I've got somebody that's I can go, but I'm not going to give up a top quarterback or give up no. somebody that's, you know, pretty good. I've got a really good bench right now. problem is I got really good wide receivers on mine. And um, so it's, I'm OK. I'll always be OK in, in bye weeks. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot of fun.
0: I've just learned. So Let me give you this. Let okay. me tell you this. Okay.
2: Uh, fantasy football, you don't win it on Sunday. You win it on Wednesday. Why? There you go. Because That's when the waiver wire comes in.
0: What's a waiver wire? That's when you
2: pick up the guys <laughs> that you want to replace the guys who aren't performing. Oh. You, want, you want to jettison from your team. Who this do you is pick so confusing. up? So if you take a look at the end of the season, the people you picked up on the waiver wire versus the people you drafted overall, you'll find that the most part, the people that win their fantasy f- picked up great waiver wire players along the way. Like my daughter in week two years ago, picked up this quarterback nobody ever heard of, said, called Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he boy. went undrafted in his rookie year. She picked him up. Oh no. Well, the second year when he started mm-hmm. week two, I picked up Lamar Jackson off the waiver wire his first year when he was a rookie and they went on to have MVP seasons. We don't always know what we're doing when we're drafting people who can do the waiver wire and figure it out quick. They end up winning. So you don't win fantasy football on Sundays, Katie. Win you win it on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Tips from Mark.
0: <laughs> can this be like a feature on our podcast?
2: Life tips from Mark. Life
0: tips from oh, Mark.
2: Oh, I got lots of life tips.
0: Let's give us another life
2: tip. That's the only one I have right now.
0: Okay. Well, the we'll only one I have
2: that. right now. What about yeah. relationship stuff? Like, I I don't how, know. I
1: you've know been married
0: for it. a long time. You just yeah. had an anniversary. 35 years. That's,
2: yeah. that's yeah. wild. The, your so, anniversary is on my birthday. Yeah, it's correct. Like that's your right. actual,
1: like to the year too. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> like
2: you were, yeah, you were born on the day we got married. That's yeah. wild. That's crazy. You would meet somebody like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I know because I've only been with Kath my whole life. Are you guys high
0: school sweetheart?
2: Well, I went to a boys boarding school. We met in the summer, but you know, we, then she lived in Oshawa and so I wasn't going to meet any other girls. So we we wrote back and forth and we worked. Like letters? And, oh, yeah. Like this real so letters I'm that done. were in envelopes with stamps. Stop it. And I delivered the mail in the school. That was sort of part of my job at lunchtime. So I would know if I got a letter or not. And I would tuck that in my pocket and I wouldn't read it until after school. The mail would come in at lunchtime. Oh so I God. would know. I feel like
0: this is the notebook. Like- it's better
2: still because we never had to break up. You know, but- <laughs> Or get together in an abandoned house. Yeah. That (laughs) That does not happen. Not yet. (laughs) yet. (laughs) There's still (laughs) time. Right. So anyway, yeah, I would read that. And so that was great. And then I don't know, we did that for two, three years. And then we thought about, you know, start talking about marriage about 84. But then I got into broadcast. So now it's two years of college. So then you have that really important decision. And she said, well, she was just starting her job in Brantford in January of 84. So yeah, Okay. So we took two more years, and then we got married. And uh, I graduated, and the spring of '87, we got married in September.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's so
2: cute. It's so cute. Is it? Yes, it's adorable. It's all I know, so I don't know, I know if that's it, cute.
0: We talked talk to Charity about this. Your lovely co-host dating now and relationships now are so oh, different. No,
2: no. Shit shop. I uh, I have a 32 year old daughter who is unattached at this point, and I may say I don't blame her. Oh, it's because awful. it's horrible. I have very hard stances on things like pornography and some predatory dating apps. Like how women today are forced to meet men is disgusting. It's terrifying. And the way we are raising our sons is horrible. And I don't blame her. She can't find a decent guy who's just interested. In her, other than she's being portrayed in social media, it's terrible. You're so
0: woke. Like, I have goosebumps.
2: That's the way, like, oh my God, I can't imagine my wife ever going out with me if I acted like that or any of my friends. Like, I couldn't be friends with a guy who thought that way. Like, it's a whole,
1: it's, and thing
2: is, that's just the way it is, Dad. And that's awful. It's
1: awful. And that's why I just don't date
0: because I'm just like, no, my friend, I don't deserve this. My best friend is like on and off the dating apps. Cause they just, she gets exhausted by them. Yeah, um, yeah. But she, she's very competitive. So when a guy tries to play her, she's like, oh, let's play this game. Yeah, And then I she just, tries to beat them. Yeah, oh. And that's, she has succeeded.
2: <laughs> the fact that there are television shows on catfishing. I mean, it's just terrible. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. It's that's terrible. like my worst it nightmare. Really is. Yeah. No, I know. And, um, so I would, you know. Thankfully, I'll, hopefully I'll never have to do it again, ever choose to do it again. But no, it's not worth it. It's it's nuts.
0: It's called like, I call it a meet cute when you just meet someone in the wild now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more shocked when people are like, we met like at a
1: party. I'm like, what? At the grocery store. I'm like, Mm. that's perfect. Mm -hmm." Give me that. that. Give me the hot grocery store, people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's a story out this morning that singer Lewis Capaldi got tossed off Tinder because nobody believed it was really him. Every time he tries to start up an account, it's like, no, you're not. He like, said, no, really, like, it is me. That's so, so when funny. So you, when you're the real person and they don't let you on, it's like, okay, but you let all I'm, these other clowns on who, yeah. are, who they say they are. Okay. All of well, this Well, sort like, of celebrities
1: stuff. have their own, like, type of Tinder. It's called Raya. And you have really? to be like, yeah. So, yeah, like, really. people, like... People in like positions within the media, or if you work at like a a large company and you have like some seniority or you're a celebrity or whatever, it's like an exclusive. You have to be approved wow. to get you into have to it. Apply. Yeah, you would uh, have to use that dating app if you ever no. used
2: one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you, thank you. Swipe through the Bevel celebrities. Yeah, no. If I'm my tired. wife ever woke up one day and said, "I am done with you." <laughs> I'll get my dog and do fantasy football.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's when he gets a dog.
2: That's when I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. I'll just sit in pine. Honestly,
1: but, it's better to be single.
2: Yeah. I don't know about that, but I just think in this, in this climate of, of expectations and like, I, I just don't understand where it all went wrong. Sure. Just, it did somewhere. It
1: definitely did. And somewhere.
2: because I'm in the media, it was probably my fault. It was all your I fault. I don't.
1: In the it's just scene. like, it seems and that and like and communication has just like stopped existing. Yeah. Like people just don't like to communicate.
2: Well, I also think somewhere along the line and I don't have a lot of experience in this because I'm always, I'm almost 60. I've seen a lot of things. Are
0: you almost 60?
2: Yeah. I'm going to be 60 in my next birthday. So I just think in society wise, we make fun of the family and we've knocked the family and it's just harder to keep families together and create families and, everything just gets so divided. And so it's just hard. It's just hard for people to be together. I think it's social media,
1: to be honest.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like the whole like grass
1: is greener thing. And then, you know, it's it's just, everything just feels more disposable. And that's just right
2: there. Yeah.
1: You know, and I just, I don't, I, I used to stuff. think it
2: was TV shows like Dr. Phil that did it because, <gasps> you know, you would watch Maury Povich and think, "All right, my life doesn't suck." Because I love so Maury I guess yeah, so I guess I feel try. better. And I think the original thing is your life can be an absolute grease fire, can be a trash can, but if you watch that, well, <laughs> okay, You're I doing guess okay. I have my stuff together yeah, because I'm, okay. I'm not that guy.
1: I'm like um, not Jerry Springer.
0: I well, I watched
1: Maury Povich way too young,
0: like the. Pre-
1: Paternity t- like Yeah. I used to watch it before it was only paternity tests.
0: I, yeah. I watched it when they would show like people's fears and like, it yeah. was great. Yeah.
2: What's your okay biggest fear? Heights.
0: Really? Heights too. And you slept on top of a building.
2: Well, it wasn't that high. My brother-in-law and my sister, uh, winter in Florida near Bradenton near Sarasota. And there's a skyway bridge mm-hmm. at Sarasota. Mm-hmm. I will drive from Orlando down to Miami, and around and up to Sarasota for nine hours before I'll go over that bridge.
0: Will you go, is the Bay Bridge too high?
2: No, Bay Bridge is okay, although eyes do go straight. Straight. Yeah, I'm not, like roller coasters? No. No. no.
1: I'm also not a roller coaster fan. I don't. I I like them, but I'm not going to, like, go out of my way to.
2: Heights are big. I'm okay. I'm okay in the dark. I'm okay in enclosed spaces. No. The, the craziest thing of all, which is the one, if you're listening, you're probably wondering is I'm not the least bit afraid to speak in front of crowds, which is the number one fear people have.
0: Really? So it's still... Not really shocked you. you're not scared of that.
2: Never, yeah, that never even me. knew that that was a fear until after I found out... Like even as a kid, you
0: were fine doing it?
2: Yep. Yeah. I never had a problem. I never had a problem doing speeches. When I was in grade nine, the uh, so I did our speech like in English class. And after school, that before junior basketball practice... I was introduced to the grade 12 English teacher, Mr. Uh, Nathan, who was a tremendous, tremendous Shakespeare. And he was great. I really loved him. So this, so this boarding school, there were like 180 guys. And so Mr. Nathan only taught uh, senior English. So I already knew by the time public speaking came around, which is like January, February in the year, that I wouldn't have him till like grade 11 or grade 12. It was like for all the big kids, I was only 14. Um, but I was introduced to him, so I was like, "Oh!" And he said, "I'd like you to do your speech now for Mister Mister hey, uh, Clark." Was my grade nine teacher, and so I said, "Like right now?" He said, "Yeah." So I said, "Okay," because I had it memorized. Like, of course I did. Of course you did. <laughs> of course me. I did. Wrote it myself. Had it. So then I did the speech, and um, and he said, "Oh, okay." And then they entered, started entering me in <laughs> provincial, and I didn't know I was. I didn't know that it was good. And I didn't know that it was something everybody else feared. I just thought, well, what was your speech about? Do you remember? Uh, That one? No, I don't remember grade nine so much. I know the one I did in grade 13. I came second in Eastern Canada in grade 13. And I think I won the prepared speech, but I lost the impromptu. And my impromptu, my mother, God rest her soul, would tell you, was because uh, I, I took the wrong tact. But impromptu is you, you pull uh, something yeah. out of a hat and you have 10 minutes oh. to write a three-minute three speech. And it was on chivalry. Oh, and boy. I was probably a little uh, too overly for it. <laughs> and uh, there were some judges that might have preferred it be a little... More feminist leaning. I don't know. To listen to my mom. She said that was just the worst topic you could have had for those judges. <laughs> like, why couldn't you have had Tupperware? Like, why was did you have to get something? Them? I don't know oh, what it was. Oh, that would but, have been
0: fun. I love Yeah, Tupperware. why couldn't
2: it have been fantasy football? I don't know, yeah. Mom. But I was 16, Dogs. 17. I liked it. It was great. And then, I don't know. And then I ended up getting into radio. But
0: Did you go gone. right into radio after?
2: No. no. No, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went to university and bombed out after about a year and a half. Classic.
0: What'd you take?
2: I Nothing. I think I took what your, what your brother took. Yeah, took classic, classic Greco romance, <laughs> well, because I loved history and yeah. I just, I was fascinated with the history of civilization and why things are the way they are mm-hmm. and how many times we keep repeating the same mistakes And glorifying the same accomplishments that we'd already accomplished so many times. (laughs) We've already been here and it worked. Uh, Let's just leave it. Yeah. And then we We screw it up. And then somebody thinks they invented it when they bring it. But no, we've already done this. (laughs) So I love doing that, but I was never going to get a job at a museum. And then one day when I was working in a variety store in the morning, I was opening it at seven o'clock. And I was listening to Bruce Williams on FM 96 in London. And I listened to the break. It's like, wow! It's like he's talking just to me. And I was fascinated by that. So I looked up Fanshawe College and found they had a broadcasting. And so I talked to Kath, talked to my parents because this was in September, and I had to wait the whole year to get. In. And I oh, got yeah. in the next year. So I went for like a, an orientation day in January. Yeah. Now I would have been eighty-five. When I started, so I was twenty-two, going on twenty-three. And they were. This was the first year there was no grade thirteen. Oh. So now I'm in there with 17, 18-year-olds, so I thought I was like this elderly guy.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you, you hit it late compared to the other broadcasters yeah. we've spoken yeah. to.
2: But then I was having lunch in my car, and like week three, sure, I was going to fail. Really? Not going to make it, because I don't care if I ever meet Duran Duran, and I don't watch MTV videos. <laughs> I got in. I never got in thinking I was going to meet Aerosmith. I got in because of a public speaking background, because like Bruce Williams did, I wanted— to be able to communicate because people were afraid to do it or couldn't do it. And I thought, boy, if I can do that, and I have so many things that I want to help people with and do that are really interesting. It wasn't just had my own, you know, obligate or, you know, desires to want to get out. And so I didn't, I didn't care about those things. And then I found out by November that no, I got in for the right reasons. And the ones who got in because they like videos couldn't string a sentence together, you know, God bless yeah. the nicest people going, but it was like, Oh, okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, couldn't show prep a show and weren't able to show up to class every day. <laughs> you know, yeah. all the things that require you to, you know, so I've been doing mornings over 30 years. I've been used to getting up at four in the morning. Yeah. Have you, you know, Have you always
0: done mornings? When I
2: came here, I did afternoons for about a year and a half, but I'd been doing mornings since, uh, September 21st of 87. week after my wedding, they moved me down into the morning show. So other than a year and a half, I've been doing it for 33 and a half years.
0: Would you ever want to go back to afternoon?
2: No, no.
0: You're happy with your morning. I'm
2: just, I'm used to it. This is, you know, I don't. uh, What time do you go to bed? Uh, I don't know. The the Monday night football games, do they play a second half? Because I've never seen one. Sometimes (laughs) I'll watch the first half. But last night, because I knew, well, see, last night I was in bed at 730. Because I knew I was getting up at three because of the Her Majesty's Funeral. Uh-huh. So I know when it starts at, I thought four, but it was again, it was the coverage start at four. The actual ceremony so began about a quarter it? to five. So I was in here at four, you know, with the BBC on, because I, I have to talk about it. This is the one thing everybody's uh-huh. going to talk about. So if I show up and say, yeah, the stuff going on, you watch it. Well, then what do you need me for? Yeah. So
3: yeah. I have to,
2: you know, and I'm not going to give you a play by play, but on the other hand, Locally, this is what's going on. This is what we know. This is where you can go. For the rest, and then provide everything else. Because you know, they they tune into morning show radio to get answers. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people in the media that love to ask questions. You know, and you'll tune into their shows, and all they do is ask questions. And I get that makes you want to think, but you know, you you gotta have answers. People tune to you for for answers. And they oh, just don't want to know what you know. I have to the, know. I have to find out what it is that everybody wants yeah. to know. who turns in, and then have it before they even go on the air.
0: All I know about the funeral is everyone was wearing hats.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a big thing with them.
0: Yeah, yeah I didn't realize I was like, yeah, isn't the it really?
1: No, yeah. it's a thing. It's
0: a yeah. thing. They're all wearing hats. Like bougie yeah. hats. So
2: We should have a bougie. Maybe hat I need party. to put hats
0: in my wardrobe. I don't know.
2: They'll come back. I've seen it. I've but seen the all hat? the fashion trends.
0: All, what's your favorite fashion trend, but I don't even know. Fashion with Mar. Here we
2: go. Um, I <laughs> was <shirts>? really, really <laughs> uh, no golf shirts. I'm into that. I've never gone out. Parachute pants never made that. Uh, I was big into painter pants in the '80s. I like, love the like white the, like, painter pants oh, that had the What little, is a painter the, pant? The little they were white and they had little notches around the thigh area where you would hang your hammer and your paintbrushes. Yeah. Oh
0: yes, okay. So, yeah. but
2: they were your own thing that you could you could wear, much like later on. You know, scrubs became acceptable yeah. in public. Oh, but actually, yeah, they're actual. They're them. actually work purpose, yet they're fashionable. And honestly, so, that's to me Carhartt
0: now. Like everyone wears Carhartt. And I'm like, what work are you doing?
1: <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> I have a Carhartt like toque.
0: That's fair. I'm I'll like a beanie.
2: That. I never, uh, I, I'm not into the skinny clothes. That's really hard because it's so past me.
0: I am wearing skinny with floods.
2: pants right like, now, like men in suits, they're so tight. They
1: are very tight. got
2: on them. but like, though. oh, I just don't know. And they the, the I'm pants just like, barely hit the shoes, <laughs> if at all.
1: Like just above the sock line? Mm-hmm. Like the short pants? You don't, yeah. You don't oh, roll your sign pants. Sign me up. I don't roll my pants. Maybe this is why I'm single. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because <laughs> I like the men with the man buns and like the short oh, pants gosh. and the tight. Okay. Yeah. Who's I mean, listening the out there? But no, but that's the thing is they've all gotten me in trouble and it's never worked out. So maybe I just need to like die for or survive
2: my interests. <laughs> maybe. I don't know.
0: Oh. See, this
2: is this is my fantasy football. You do talk fashion. That's my, okay.
0: Well, this was the one in My makes.
2: khakis and my golf shirts. I'm dead.
0: <laughs> maybe that's what you need to look for. Khakis and golf shirts. Yeah. I'm so
2: I am the, I am the old fashioned plain donut at Tim Hortons. Well, as, my, as the staple.
0: My gay mom. Yeah. Not my actual mom, but my, my lesbian guide mom. She told me after I dated some edgy girls, she's like, you have to stop dating edgy girls. Stop really? dating girls in jean jackets. They're bad news. And jean I was jackets. like, I was like, yeah, okay. You're right. I need to get away from the, the girls in the arts programs and yeah. the film programs. <laughs> I need to find like a very practical woman. <laughs> and here we are
1: <laughs> now you danced with her now I on
0: a so stage very
1: practical
2: is that she, fun Was that a good time
0: it was a good time it yeah. was very nerve-wracking I like fully blacked out for like a on stage and forgot some of it
2: yeah you but. do you have to just get into that routine yeah. and block everything else out and
0: and you did it like it. when it almost, oh
2: like a thousand years ago was
0: that the first year or second,
2: second year? year second year first year they had uh five couples and it was up at the fishing game yeah. club then they wanted to expand it, so they got it to eight couples, and it was at the at that time, which is now the CAA Arena, of the Quinny Sports Center, on the main rink where the "quote unquote" Belleville Bulls used to play, where the Senators now playing yeah. So that's where it was. And um, Sue Rollins and I were paired up, and there were some other wonderful couples, including a young lady named Charity Brown. Oh
3: yeah, who was also then she was
2: uh, yeah, she was a Quinny broadcasting. So yep, and Ingrid, of course, who was still at no, she was here at this point. Uh, was she, no, she would be here within a a few weeks. Anyway, said to charity, charity told me afterwards, okay, Philbin is going to bring it. So you're really going to have to do something because he doesn't do anything halfway.
0: No, you don't. She was
2: like, oh, okay. But she didn't know what that meant until that night. And then she said, okay, now I know what it meant. And then Ingrid and I started working together months later. And she told me that sort of told me that story. But then it was Charity who said, she kept saying, So, what are you doing in your dance? She kept So, what do you, well, no, well, we have this, you're going to have to do more.
0: What did you do in your dance?
2: Well, the thing, we were the first ones that went off the floor. Oh. We, were, we were the first ones to incorporate a flip. We were the first ones to sort of uh, choreograph our own dance. Everybody else had a dance. We we're going to do a poker. We we're going to do Yeah. It. And no, we choreographed our own to, um, Christina Aguilera's Candyman. Yeah,
1: I, was good.
0: I have watched the video. I have on seen YouTube. Yeah, it well. so yeah.
2: that we, uh, and so Jenna, who was our dance instructor, uh, dance instructor from Inside Out Dance Academy, I think that's what it was called. Um, I would say, oh, can we do this? And I would like show her something. I'd say, <laughs> I want to do this. And Sue would be like, oh my God. So, uh, but then we would say, and I said, I'd like to do a part where we're far away and I slide over that part. And it was like, why? I said, because that's a wow moment. I want to do it on the drums and I want to stamp my feet in time with the drums and then take that whole horn. When it goes, I want to slide on the horn. And I play the part just like, Oh my God. All right. Then we're going to have to, but what are you going to do over there? And I said, I'm going to throw money. (laughs) <laughs> like, because that's what candy man. So I threw like fake money, turned around, stabbed, and then slid across for it. Because I, because to me, it was like, let's use the music. Let's, yeah. So maybe, that's-
0: maybe in another life, you were a choreographer.
2: Oh, I think I was. Now I think I am in this life too. Yeah. You know, I yeah, think well, I yeah, know I you am.
0: did choreograph your dance, I guess.
2: Dance down. So that. been there, done. Check. <laughs> And now I'm writing thing. a book. Now I'm, that's what are I'm you doing right. Are you? Yeah. Yes, what I'm book writing, are you writing? I'm writing a novel. I'm halfway through. Stop, Stop 100, it. 100,000 pages to write a book, according to Linwood Barkley, who's one of my favorites. He he has a second house down in the county in Toronto. Yeah. He's a uh, national bestseller and New York him. Times bestseller. He's what great. is your book about?
0: about.
2: Uh, I'm not going to tell you, but it is inspired by walking through the Belleville Cemetery. Cause I tend to do that two, three times a week in the summertime to get my steps. So I'm 48,000 words. And he told me a book's about a hundred thousand and I've already got my treatments and I'm easily going to get to a hundred thousand. Well, if you need a book cover designer. Okay. And I'm going to uh, turn it into an eight part Netflix series. Oh, I've already got that in my I head. will
0: be the actress. Then,
2: <laughs> um, you might almost be too old. Whoa. Scary that's things in amazing. cemeteries always involve children. That's scary true. things in that's cemeteries very, always true. involve children.
1: Well, I have a fourteen year old.
2: Yeah. And she's too scary for me. <laughs>
1: She's she scary She's too scary for but
2: me, too. But I also have a screenplay in my head for a, a Hallmark Christmas. Oh, well, <gasps> called Love is on the Air. Not Love is in the Air. Oh, love, is on, yes. love is on the Does Air. Does it, it involve a real guy at oh. Christmas time oh. in a small town? And of course, there will be baking single women. Um, what, what do you what do you call it when people get things wrong, like in Three's Company, where it's like somebody says something that's misconstrued, oh, and then of I course then they get together at the uh, yeah. Totally got that one, so wow. I'm going to write that one too. So I'm going to do my scary cemetery one, and then follow up with a Hallmark Christmas. Beautiful. So, people are
1: going to eat that up.
2: So that when I I'm hang it up, really I'm, I'm really excited book, for this book. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm hoping to get done by Christmas. Give an then, editor. What's that? Do you have an editor. No, I haven't done anything yet. I want to just get it done. Yeah. Then when I have it done, Limwood Barkley she... takes two weeks. So it's like that's amazing. I haven't written in a week, but I'm gonna read. I'm gonna write a little bit more this week. And uh,
0: you're just like full of, I don't like know, like a treasure chest. Is this that is why good? I have
2: no time for a dog.
0: Because you're writing <laughs> a love, book. I'm writing can't a book You have a now dog. If you're writing a book. to
2: Fantasy football and traveling with my wife. And I love the dogs. I just
0: no can't time. have one. No time yet.
2: Yeah. So. I only
0: have time for dogs. Yeah, and craft. Maybe I should write a book about long time to wait. No, I'm my 59. book would be a sad handwritten book.
1: Can your book, you should write like a biography.
0: No, my life is sad. <laughs> but it could be relatable. Yeah, that's true. That's why we have a podcast. That's yeah. why people Podcasts like Podcasts are the new
2: audiobooks.
0: Yeah, so you yeah. have a podcast.
2: Yeah. yeah, Charity and I, the Mark and Charity Coffee podcast. That's kind of a 15 or 20 minute look at what we do each day on the show, just sort of a little bit longer. Uh,
1: I still think that name yeah. is like so clever. That's so good.
2: I don't know. It's not really working for us. I don't think we're not what? top five on Spotify. Oh, Once we get into top five, hard to that's really <laughs> hard. Is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. How many yes. do they have? I love podcasts. I have like millions I, of, of podcasts. When I'm not listening to Lewis Capaldi's new song, uh, when I'm walking, <laughs> I listen to podcasts. And I've what's I your go-to podcast? I have two of them: uh, Revisionist History with Malcolm Gladwell. That's a good one. And Freakonomics with Stephen Dubner. Oh, I've heard of Freakonomics. Both of those are a look at, as, as to steal it from Malcolm Gladwell, uh, it's a look at things often overlooked or um misjudged in history. Now let's go back now that it's sort of passed. Let's so go back yeah. and take a look at it and and shine a fresh light on it and why did it happen the way it happened and did it did it really mean what it meant and some of them are absolutely fascinating. The obscure virus club is a crazy one I just finished. That is absolutely crazy. I feel like I need
0: to add that all I listen to is yeah. murder. Like it's all about murder.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah economics is great though with Stephen Dubner, you know, economics of parenting, economics of sleep, everything tied to money with economists, but it's really, really good. And they're very, very good. And I like the way Stephen Dubner would never hear this, but I like the way he ends his podcast. He says,
0: We may be after famous yourself. one day, Mark, manifesting, no, no. manifesting. He would say, look after <laughs> no. yourself.
2: And if you can, someone else. And I just love that. So good. <gasps> That's how I learn. That's how I. That, yeah. Have you ever listened to Smartless? List? No, what's that?
1: It's uh, Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, and Jason Bateman.
2: I and like all three.
1: Yeah. So, what the premise is: one of them pick a guest, but don't tell the other two who the guest is, so they don't really. They just have to have a conversation. Right. Like they, they, can't, they prepare. can't prepare or yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really
2: good. Like, is it, it always another celebrity? Yeah. Usually. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So they did. Um, What's the buddy's name? Well, Katy Perry is this week's episode. Yeah. Okay. They've done Sandra Who Bullock. Who picked
2: him? Who picked, sorry, her? I don't know yet. I haven't listened to it yet. Okay. So we don't know whether Sean Hayes brought in Katy Perry. Yeah. Yeah. right.
1: Yeah. Like they did Sandra Bullock and <laughs> Jason Bate brought her, I think. I don't remember. I didn't listen to that one, but they did John Legend. Oh, that's cool. Like maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. And that was really interesting. But like, yeah, they just talked to like, you know, anyone like movie makers or, you know, singers. This is now a podcast about podcasts. It's not. Yeah, it's a podcast about my favorite podcasts.
2: Yeah, I really think that we do have a responsibility. I get it. They're just podcasts of people sitting around making noises, talking about what we think about. Yeah. There are some awful ones out there. Oh, don't get yeah. me started. No, nope. no.
1: Nope. Nope. I think
2: there should still be a responsibility, but we don't want to. So, well, okay. even
1: the companies that are hosting some of these podcasts now, they're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna host this podcast, but we're never gonna put it in your recommended podcast lists. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you have to not put a podcast like in the recommendations. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe you should not be hosting this podcast? Yeah. What do I know though?
2: Yeah. Spotify. I'm all for <laughs> I'm all for freedom and everything, but there was never a time that that you could get any information out there you wanted, whether it's true or not, to the It's scary. To the vast public in an instant. Once again, why social media is the worst thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we work in social media. (laughs) Which is the worst part.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's draining. There's still a lot of good. We just got to, we have to have the will to make it want to work as consumers. Well, that's why I'm just like. that's where we fall down.
1: That's why I was just like, good news in Quinty. Like we need something Mm -hmm. that's like Mm -hmm. not, you know, a constant downer or conspiracy theories or like drama, like any of that stuff. I don't want to hear about it anymore
2: yeah nope very true so
1: okay hey
0: katie have you ever thought about advertising on a podcast actually i think about it all the time so do i i don't actually have anything to
1: advertise (laughs) no neither do i but i mean i i think about it because i want people to advertise on our podcast i would love for people to advertise on our podcast If you want to do that, you can shoot us a DM. DM us, slide in. And we'll send you all the info you need. Yeah.
0: Kay has that info. (laughs) Yeah, we are legit, so you know you want to advertise. So if you are a local, up-and-coming business, and you don't have a huge advertising
1: budget, but you have a little bit, hit us up. We're here to help. We want to help you. Push that stuff on socials, and we have a whole plan. And we want to help champion some other local businesses.
0: Okay, so you've been in Belleville or Quinty for... 24 years. What has been your favorite memory of the area?
2: Wow. Well, uh, I know, okay. big question. No, there's a lot of them. Uh, got to sing a Boy from the Woods Christmas Song on stage with Bruce Guthrow at the Empire Theater. Thank you, Mark Rashad. That's very cool. That's really cool. So it was good. I met him in the intermission and he dragged me up. he didn't drag me up. I was so <laughs> we like, here I so so, a Christmas song. Yeah, we're going up there. I got to meet Steve Winwood. So Mark Rashad and Andy Forgey of, you know, me talking about not wanting to meet my idols. Uh, certainly got a chance to do that here. Chaired the United Way campaign for two years. Met so many great people. They're just great help people me there, though. figure out. But I mean, everybody in town, you go on the asked speech tour, right? So you go out to Procter and Gamble and you meet uh, people like Danny Nickel and the campaigners out there and the staff and you get a chance to talk to them. and. You see the connection made, like, oh, okay, if I make a donation, the money's going to go here. Then you watch the money go in. Then you're on the allocation committee, and you see the programs work. And you, you know, it's, it's just it's so rewarding. So you get to see how "quote unquote" the city works mm-hmm. above and beyond that. So that was great. You know, being uh, dancing with the stars, being up on the roof, uh, walking on her shoes was great. Oh yeah, you can I don't know that. if they'll still do that. I mean, I, I hope they do. I think raise money for Three Oaks Foundation. That's a really vital one too. That mm-hmm. was great. Um, yeah, you I also so. did
0: one, I remember this and I don't know why, where you ate a bunch of food and gained weight and then people put money in a bin and they had to match what? your weight in money. Are Do you remember serious? that one? I
2: didn't, uh, true. I didn't actually eat food, but it was, we, I wanted my weight in loonies and toonies yeah. and it was called bin for Philbin.
1: Yeah, right at
2: the <laughs> kindness court at the Quinny Mall. Yeah,
1: that's so cute. Yeah,
2: and so people would be eating, and I'd just start berating them with a microphone. That was, that was actually a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> there, I just so, remember there was a video, I think, and it yeah. was just you eating like McDonald's.
2: Yeah, so we we set that up with Paul Ferguson, our vice president, years ago. So I and we because it started when I drove past. I think it was Eastminster Church at uh, Herkimer and Bridge, and they had uh, their digital signs said all oh, you can eat breakfast. So we went up and filled it, and I was like, oh, "Look at this!" So that I was going to put on all this weight to raise all this money. And I don't think we got there. I think we raised a lot of money, but I don't think we got to two hundred pounds, where the loonies and toonies <laughs> or whatever it
0: was. I wonder how many,
2: an amount, but you know, I got to hang out on stage for six hours with a microphone and get people to shame them into donating their change <laughs> to me. I'll do anything for, well, I'll do it for a laugh. I'll do it for, yeah. I'll sleep on a roof for charity. I don't care. I know.
0: I just remember these yeah. ones. I was like back in the day. Yeah. I love
2: that. So much younger way. So young. So, so, so young. young. back then. I don't think I lived here Well, yet. again,
0: you're another one who's known me for a very long time. Yeah. Since I was just a little
2: baby. I came over to my house for supper. I let you take charge. And your mother said to me, don't do that. No. <laughs> no. I said, well, why don't we have, why don't we have uh, Katie take charge? I don't know. What were you? Four? Five? <laughs> no, seven. Really? Yeah, I think. Size of a four-year-old? <laughs> I was very and, tiny. And uh, your mother was like, ah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> we won't have her in charge. Of course, Cam's like, whatever. We didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> So easy going. Your dad. So easy going.
0: Yeah. And then my mom and I.
2: Yeah. Taking charts.
0: <laughs> always.
2: It's ah, the always last good. time I'm inviting them over. I'm pretty sure it's the last time they want to come over. <laughs> I think that was, uh, but now it was a good time. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. do rapid fire. Yes. yes. Yeah. We ask you Got it. a quick question. No editing.
1: No. Ed- oh, I heard. No you. editing. <laughs> no knitting and i'm no, like no we editing. love here we
0: knitting go. so don't tell us not to cry. I, I was
2: like hear what you want to hear off. here we go true Rude. answers no editing answers out here we go what's your favorite restaurant in quinney uh Linguinis and tomasos as a tie oh, that's fair Okay. yep yeah both for different reasons okay. okay give me the reasons uh quick casual getaway tomasos marking a special occasion Linguini's.
0: Oh, that's very good. Interesting. Yep. Favorite dog you've ever met?
2: Favorite dog I've ever met. Uh, in town up east. Uh, Abby. <laughs> Abby is a, a a golden retriever, and I. Oh, I hope Abby's still with us. We met Abby at Bonnechere Provincial Park. Yeah. Uh, they found, we found out there, cause of course I went up and met the dog and we found it there from Belleville. So then I introduced myself in Belleville and they were like, duh, okay, we know who you are. <laughs> and Abby fell right on my wife's feet. Well, I mean, golden retrievers are just yeah. ridiculously yeah. loving. And we would see them every May long weekend there. I never see them in town. Never see them in town. And then I did at one of the on their shoes. I brought Abby down there and I met Cheryl, who her name just popped in, Cheryl, the owner and, uh, Abby. Just love Abby. Abby okay. I, I had a dog growing up, which was still my favorite. But of all the other dogs, a little sad Abby. it's not
0: Creed, but Abby, we'll
2: accept it. That's Creed fine. is my favorite current dog.
1: Okay,
2: absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell oh my them. god, I love Creed. What's your
1: favorite potato chip?
2: Ah, <gasps> uh, barbecued barbecue smoky bacon's a bit of a passion is there now. like a certain
1: brand that's like yeah the, the
2: old-fashioned i don't i'm not fans of the new wow. barbecue old-fashioned barbecue that lays puts together the way it was growing up much like old dutch barbecue that's yeah. yeah was, i thought
1: you were talking about old dutch okay yes that's yeah.
2: that's the best nice that's really good oh, Yeah,
1: they have was it chip friday
2: we have chip Fridays in the morning show. It's really good. Do gross. you still do it? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as the sun rises on Friday, there'll be chips <laughs> and Charity's right in there like a dirty sock. So it's good. <laughs> it's not like I have to twist her arm or anything. Like I oh, went darn. up this morning, I got smile cookies. So I bought five. Yeah. I bought one for everybody on the morning show, Charity myself and Jason and News and then Alan, Jen on Cool 100. And at eight o'clock, Charity went outside and she said, are, are there any more? I said, no, I bought five. And then she started doing the men in her head. Like, like you thought I brought you a second one. Like we all got one. like, what, that's it? You only bought five? Well, I didn't see you at Tim Hortons.
3: But
0: I mean, yeah.
2: she's in for treats. I so, like treats. Yeah. Like so we're all good for that.
0: Um, Best book you've ever read?
2: To Kill a Mockingbird. Wow. Down. That's such a quint. good one. Hands down. Yeah. My
0: dad was going to name me Scout.
2: Yeah, really? I think really. very fitting it's for great. a lesbian. Yeah, Yeah.
1: no, Scott was on my list for Lincoln. Oh, but he's boy. I know, but I still like
2: it. But 1B is Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett, which is a phenomenal 1,200-page book. Ken Follett. 1,200-page book. Yeah, phenomenal. That's like a lot of
0: pages. I love that. It it
2: was turned into a TV miniseries, and that's the first time anybody ever heard of the actor named Eddie Redmayne was in that, and I thought he played Jack, and he was great. And I will read that book every six or seven years. I'll pull it out again because it's so fabulous. And I've read To Kill a Mockingbird five times. And I still get things in it that I go, hmm. My daughter bought me the uh, 50th anniversary in 2010 of the DVD with Gregory Peck, which is why Gregory Peck's my favorite actor of all time. And it's funny because the ATP, the American of movie, AMT, anyway, put together their 100 best heroes and villains of movies. And it was really great. And uh, the number, we got down to the number one and two. And number two was Darth Vader. Was Mm -hmm. the number one best villain. And number one was uh, Atticus Finch. Love it. Was Gregory Peck. Is the Uh, number one hero. And then you look what's going on now in the United States and you wonder... Where have you gone?
0: Yeah. Where Maybe have you gone wrong? To, to kill a mockingbird.
2: Yeah. And I don't, I don't, am not it, talking about the race? I'm not No, talking, it isn't. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, banned. it's banned Shut in the States. Up. But just the fact that somebody yeah. would stand up for somebody else. Let's put race aside. The fact that somebody would stand up and, and stand up for somebody else instead of always getting their nose in their face and like whatever happened to us when we can't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah I just think that's such a great book. Told from a child's perspective. Oh, I didn't and, uh, know
0: that was on, that yeah, gave yeah. me chills. The it makes is me cold
2: cold cry here, at the but... end. Yeah, I just, I love it. The door closes and Scout says, Hey boo, I lose it every single time.
0: I feel like I need to hey, watch boo. it again. Oh, yeah. my book made me scary cry. Scary
2: next door. The kids were afraid of it turns out to be their hero. I mean, if that isn't what adulthood is to children. For sure. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. Cause right now we convince everybody that the nice guy next door is really the villain. Oh yeah. And that book told you that the scary guy next door is really the hero. It was a remarkable book. Remarkable, remarkable. Everyone Only one she read. ever wrote.
0: I'm going to put it on yeah. my winter reading list.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not that you, I have
0: a list, it's the first book on the list. So. I'll
2: give you my copy.
0: Perfect. Thank you.
2: Dog eared, well read.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, your question. Favorite movie?
2: Oh. Favorite movie? Boy, that's a hard one. Um, there's a movie called Lady Hawk mm-hmm. with Matthew Broderick and Rutger Hauer. Mm hmm. And Michelle Pfeiffer, that I always thought was the best love story ever. It's phenomenal. Really, really good. I really like that one. I am a Raiders of the Lost Ark fanatic. I thought those were just yeah, those great, are great movies, and I'm probably missing one. Um, my my favorite movie amongst current is Jojo Rabbit. I thought that was just a remarkable, wow, what a gut-punch movie. Then so, so it. good. Jojo Rabbit, really good. Um, I like Marvel movies, I like big, spectacular movies. I like going to movies. Yeah. I love movies, which is one reason why I want to write a book and make put it together a, movie, a make Netflix a series and because everybody gets those, right? I've yeah, seen horrible so. ones. It's like, how did that yeah. one get made? Oh, I, I, I know. Like, and that. the answer my wife always says is then do better. And she's right. <sighs> she's so they, not wrong. And, uh, <laughs> so you right. doing it. So you're doing do better. better. Like, cause you can do this stuff. So then do it. Well,
3: I'm going to bed now. (laughs) (laughs) I've
2: come up with all kinds of excuses. And then I read a book, you know, it wasn't a Tony Robbins, but it was a kick in the ass kind of book that said, if you want to do stuff, you're the only one stopping you from doing it. Very true. So I sat down and I started writing the book and it started as a treatment, which is supposed to be three pages of what the book is going to be about. And you just kept going. And I just kept going. And then the treatment became eight pages. And then I had dialogue in my head. I wanted to write down before I forget it. And then there was a character, that I wanted to create that I sort of thought of and before I know it. Now I'm up to 107 pages on word, which is 48,000 words. And now I'm, <laughs> I'm going back to part of the treatment and spacing it out, putting dialogue in. And so I'm doing it wrong. Like I know, I don't think there's a right way to do listening, it. It's like, well, you're doing it wrong. I get it. Which Are is you know, probably why it's back? taking me so long. No, I, I should probably start over.
0: Oh no, that sounds. And then like a just lot. look at the
2: treatment and write, but I'm sort of writing in between all of that and adding things and taking stuff out and well, self-editing and
1: get a good editor yeah. and
2: they'll yeah. Put an There's a, for you. a young lady from who lives in Toronto that we interviewed for our podcast. I think she won an award for screenwriting. She went to Nicholson here. Yeah. Anyway. I, yeah, remember remember this, her? I remember right. this. Yeah. And I said to her, I'm about to start writing a screenplay. Cause she does screenplay. Can I send it to you? And she said, absolutely. So she's the one I'm going to send it to. Oh, that's a good idea. She's going to say back to this is trash. <laughs> this is awful. It's
0: going to be like Michael Scott from the office, the movie hero. <laughs> oh, great
2: movie. But I, what I look at is I look at squid game and go, who thought that was great. And then it became phenomenal. Like we think it's so, great now, but somewhere along the line, yeah. somebody had to say, you're going to do what? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? Or any I still other watch that movie because yeah. it scares oh, me. it's a show? It is cultural. A, yeah. yeah, like where where did that one come from? Yeah. Or some of the thing like Bird Box, like oh okay, that one was weird you know, too. She, you have to be so this whole idea can be different, and that's the way I thought. I really want this one in in eight episodes so that there's the shock after episode three because why everybody stops watching Netflix after episode three? You can't. So if you're gonna drop a series, you give it three episodes. I know that. Mm-hmm. From doing research, I know that, so I'm going to make sure that when I get to episode three, the cliffhanger means you got to stick it out now. So that's when that one reveal comes. Off. I've got like, it all kind of put together.
0: Just a, I'm calling it. But maybe you a it's awful. Chest,
2: maybe like, it's awful. I don't know.
0: I'm still we'll going to read it, it and watch yeah. the eight part talk like.
2: Because shop. I read top top screenwriters for Netflix play, they get a million. That's pretty cool. I'll do it for a hundred thousand. American, <laughs> American. Because I got that one for. Hallmark Christmas yeah, in the back right. pocket. That's I got that one. Gonna that's going to be that's the moneymaker. Yeah, that's it. Called Love is on the Air. <laughs> so I had written about Chris Wiggins. What's the name of the town oh, it's yeah. set in? Come on, <laughs> Sorry,
1: is this just Chris Wiggins' life? You're right.
2: <laughs> Pretty well. He inspired us. <laughs> he, Remember? Li- he, yeah, yeah. he
1: literally lives in a Hallmark. They were filming a Hallmark movie down the road from where he lives now.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my God. it's just that cute. And uh, And the Hallmark, by the way, you'll know it got ripped off. If, if I didn't write it and it takes place in Evergreen Station, Colorado.
0: Okay. Okay. It, Everyone knows It has to be Colorado,
1: like a
2: ski it town. Has to it, has it has to, to be, be. Vermont, Vermont or Colorado. Yeah. I've got it in Colorado. I want it Not a, Ski Hill? Not
0: the Badawaski. They can, can film
2: there. That could be a there. good one. It film should that, film that in that there watch. in
1: the loft.
0: Zoom out on the bump. Like a little yep. little. Okay. Last question. Are you ready? Yep. Best advice you can give someone.
2: Best advice. Never give up. Never, ever oh. give up. Never, ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever give up.
0: I truthfully needed to hear that today. If you,
2: and, and because everybody will tell you you're wrong. Everybody will tell you it can't be done. And they can mean it with the best of intentions. Sometimes they may say, don't do it that way. But if people say, don't do it, you're wrong. I mean... Put your hand on a hot stove, of course. But it's like, I got an idea where I just want to try something, and you're wrong. I mean, not to to delve off again, that great podcast I talked about, the Obscure Virus Club. It started with a a guy back in 1915, Malcolm Gladwell. was going to listen to this and go, this is an awful recitation of my podcast. But uh, (laughs) they brought in like a chicken that had a tumor. This is like 1915, and the scientist looked at it. And then did some work on it, whatever, and then injected it back into other chickens. And the chickens got cancer. And they said, "Well, wait a minute, cancer isn't, like you can't catch it like a virus. This is r- ridiculous. And it went on and it went on and it went on. And he tried to, and he got other scientists that got interested until they discovered a recessive gene. And everybody in the, in the medical community said, you're wrong and we're not going to publish you. And they wouldn't let it go. And they wouldn't let it go. In 1980, they finally said, the, the, the next scientist that kept looking at it that stop doing this. You're wasting our time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting valuable research time and money because it doesn't matter. And what they actually discovered was the beginning of AIDS. And had they given up, we never would have had the drugs by the nineties. They would have been flat footed. They discovered that recessive genes work backwards. And that's exactly how AIDS work. Could be transmitted sexually from mother to child, Uh, through blood transfusions. They said, no, that's impossible. Nothing works like that. And they said, I'm telling you, it does. If they gave up because of these Nobel prize winning laureates in in medicine said it can't be done. And they said, we're not going to give up because we think there's something in there. Imagine that. so I look at that and say, yeah, never give up. If you think you've got an idea, just, just keep going. Just keep, keep going. Shine your light. Be who you are and don't give up.
0: Why are you trying to make me cry today?
2: (laughs) I wish I could tell you how many radio uh, program directors along the way told me that I'd never make a a career out of this. We had, we had one, they sent uh, an air check of one of my shows in Stratford to a vice president uh, who worked for chum. He went on to become, he still worked for our company at the time. And he sent it back as saying, is this a joke? Tell me you didn't hire this guy. (gasps) Okay. That's who I am. Like, you know, Okay. But he doesn't sound like everybody else, which is kind of the point. But I get what he means. Mm -hmm. I get what he means. You know, there's the American Idol version of singers. And then there's Neil Young.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: then there's, you know, Mark Knopfler, where if you put these guys up against Adam Lambert, he doesn't sound like a pop. So I get it. We're not all Harry Styles. But there are some other pretty good singers out there that, you know, so that's all I wanted. So anyway, you know, because I don't have the hello. back. the program <laughs> no but oh, that, so but you just say yeah. no i want to i want to do it because i got a i got stories to tell and i got people i want people to meet and there are good people out there who deserve mm-hmm. a voice so i want to be there for them so that's how i built my career i guess
0: well that was like exactly what i needed to hear today yep i feel
2: ain't 100%- nobody needs to hear any of that you too but <laughs> there it is, whether you like it or not
0: um do you have anything you want to shout out like anything coming up or not really. Okay. I don't know. Well, not really. We'll Nothing. say follow. You can listen to Mark in the mornings on 95.5. From what time to what time approximately? Six till nine. Six till nine. But if you and want then to you text can... him
2: in the booth by 4.30. <laughs> saying what's up. <laughs> looking and around.
0: Then you can listen to the Mark and Charity Coffee podcast
1: each day. Every weekday. Every weekday. Every weekday. Not day. the weekends. And it's on all the major podcast platforms as long as well as ours. Yeah. Hmm.
0: And uh, you can follow 95.5 Hits FM on Facebook and Instagram and And
1: Twitter.
2: Twitter. And Twitter. We have our own Twitter. Mark and Charity Mornings Twitter. Oh, yes, you do. A lot of dog videos. It's great. A lot of of dog videos. (laughs) Yeah. It's really good. Live for
0: them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks
2: for having me on. I didn't think uh, Babes of Quinny had any guys on there. So I learned something. You're a babe.
0: well, so, thank you. No
2: I'd pain. like to think so with my. Welcome to the babe club. With, with my, your golf shirt. Uh, my golf shirts and my painter's pants. Yeah, I was going
1: to say your painter's pants.
2: Painter's pants. Okay, I'm and gonna I'm sure it. if my wife looked around, she could find a picture. That's my <gasps> um, greatest fear. We need fear. that. This is my
1: goal. We need yeah. the painter pants yeah, picture. I would love that piece. Kathy? Thank you. Kathy. Yeah.
3: That, was that was amazing.
0: So I great. decided. Cause i'm 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 embroidering another babes of quinny patch for us to do a giveaway on Instagram beautiful, but I'm gonna make another one that says that's amazing that's a good idea I think that's kind of our tagline
1: I think so too I dude think it's
0: it just happened so but that was great mark is
1: um very wise, yeah, like, and I knew this, but I didn't realize how like wise he was
0: yeah and i think it's because of covid we've been in bubbles for so long Mm -hmm. and i think with the morning show people they're in the office but they're not in the because they they come in like five to ten and then they don't always come down to where we are so yeah it's like i rarely see them i rarely see them i only see Al because he He comes comes to get my candy if i bring creed in the dog i have to come see mark because they're best friends
1: well i started reading the book that he recommended to me yeah how is it it's fantastic. Okay. It's so good. Um it's very long. It's very long. I'm about, I think like I'd say like a third of the way through it. That's I, very impressive. I am powering through it. It's, What's it about? Uh it's complicated. Okay. So it yeah, starts yeah, yeah. out it's just like a um a Mason and he's like traveling to find work. Okay. Um, but he's meeting like really odd people. Yeah. So he's met I, it's, I just, I don't want to like, cause I don't yeah. know what happens. So it's like, it's like, I don't know what parts are important, which ones aren't. Yeah. So we're going to wait till the end for a full review. Waiting recap. to the end for a full review. But so far I'm addicted to it. I love it. I've I need a new a book. Everyday. I don't know if
0: it's going to be that one. I haven't read a book in a really long time. You should time.
1: read um, the Lady Gang podcast. They have a book of secrets. So they oh, had all secrets. their listeners. I can't keep a secret, but. Secrets. No, I know you can't keep a <laughs> secret. <laughs> Do I? Have, I have like a couple, I think, but. Not Yeah, the lady getting, yeah. So it's just like a, a book of secrets. I like that. And it's really cool. And it's all anonymous.
0: Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, that's really cool. Sneaky. Yeah. In the beginning of this podcast, I talked about that. I'm watching a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. And the podcast I normally listen to is like, I shouldn't just give you recaps of all my shows. But I do want to shout out two shows that made me feel really good when I had this audies. One is called Heartstopper, is a British show in and it's an all-boys school, and there's a gay boy who's out and then this other boy's finding out he's bisexual and it's just like it's feel good i love that. there's some bullying but i was just like this is very wholesome content and then another one is called big boys (laughs) it's also a british show and i don't even know it's also got some gay undertones but also touches on like depression but like functional depression oh which i really like i was like it hit the nail on the head which was like Nice as someone who has yeah. functioning depression and anxiety because they don't. It's not usually. T- it's like they picture depression as this one thing, and yeah, then getting to see it as like, oh, you're still functioning and struggling,
1: but trying to be happy. It's very. It's exhausting.
0: It's so tiring. People are like, "Why are you always tired?" I'm like, "Because I'm depressed and anxious,
1: and I deal with that, but I still come to work and I do my things. I, and I still take care come of all to work and." But it's exhausting. And this job has been the best thing for my mental
0: health. That's good. Not to be biased. I'm a little biased, I guess, about this business. But but like
1: realistically, it does
0: support your mental health. And I think we have a good group of people. For sure. Like having like you and Emily in my mental health corner is like very nice.
1: Like since you've started, I just I feel like I'm just better Mentally. I'm giving her eyebrows right now. <laughs> yeah, because we can both be mentally. Well, I just feel like well, I can talk to you and you're yeah. going to, if I'm like, oh, I'm just feeling like super anxious today, like, I get it. can we do something later? And you'd be yeah. like, yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> anxiety first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I remember, this like a side tangent, when my anxiety was really bad and I dropped out of school, my mom was leaving to go on a trip. So she was trying to like prepare my dad for me being anxious because mm-hmm. he never really like knew how to be like the first yeah. The first responder in the anxiety situation. Yeah. And so I was lying on the floor crying, and he tried to lie down next to me and like tap my hand. I was like, No. <laughs> I was oh, like, Go away.
1: Oh, that's so sweet.
0: So he did try. He's a lot better now, but
1: that's very sweet. Though. Just a little tidbit
0: about the man who shall not be named. Um, Do we have anything coming up that we need um, to? We
1: got invited to the Mr. Puffs opening. We did. I don't know how or why either. I got this invite in my Instagram DMs. Um, Are you personal? Yeah. I love that. And I, they just like slid into my DMs and I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm here for this. So uh, we'll probably give a Mr. Puffs review after we eat all of the Mr. Puffs. Yeah,
0: we'll do like a video.
1: Things. I don't really know. I don't know. That's great. I, I don't great. know what to expect, but I'm just I'm. it. They look good. It. I went
0: up that way and and there, there's a fair amount of people there. The grand opening's on Saturday. Oh, and I'm going to be at the... Because I still make soap and I'm going to be at the fundraising gala for the Queenie Conservation Area at Vanderwater. That looks so cool. Yeah. And it, it seems like a really cool event. You have to buy tickets. Um, but once you're in, there's like food, there's a market, there's a show, like a the Tweed Theater's putting on a show That's in the cool. forest. And then there's an indigenous sharing circle and all the money is being um, put into environmental youth programming, which I think is pretty cool. So I'll be there with soap and some skincare that I make. That's
1: cool. Yeah. That's exciting. I
0: know. Let me know how that goes. I will. And anything besides Mr. Puff?
1: No, I'm not that exciting. Yeah, we try. But Mr. Um, Puffs, that's all I got.
0: We'll be back next week. Woohoo. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. Bye.